0: You know, Christmas in the natural, it's just, you know, right after Thanksgiving, man, we all start, or you all start planning. (laughs) You know, there's gifts to be given, there's holiday parties, there's things to decorate, there's this, there's that. But just this morning, I wanted to talk to you about the plan that the Father took for what we celebrate as Christmas as the birth of Jesus. Um, This was a plan that I believe began uh, even before Adam and Eve were created. Because the Bible says that Jesus was the lamb slain before the foundations of the world. So that means there was some planning here. Um, Also, um, you you know, you you see some things in the word of God. But I want you to see this. Let's start with Luke chapter 1. Luke chapter 1, let's read part of the, how this all began. Luke chapter 1, verse 26. In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God unto the city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin espoused to a man named Joseph of the house of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. And the name came to her and said, Hail, thou art highly favored, the Lord is with you, blessed are you among women. And so uh, Mary's just minding her own business and suddenly Gabriel appears and tell her she's highly favored and everything is going on. And verse 29 says, and she saw him, she was troubled at his saying and cast her mind on oh, what manner of salutation this should be. And the angel said to her, verse 30, fear not, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you shall conceive in your womb. And bring forth a son and he shall be called Jesus and he shall be great and he shall be called the son of the highest and the Lord God shall give him the throne of his father David and he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever and of his kingdoms there. Shall be no end. So Gabriel comes and tells Mary she's highly favored. And so I want you to know this uh, we see this, we see Gabriel coming, but this was not where it initiated. This was not the beginning. From all of eternity, God had in mind to create us, his family. When he created Adam and Eve and he formed them out of the dust of the ground and he breathed the the breath of life into them and they really became sons and daughters. All throughout the old covenant there was a group called the sons of God. So Adam and Eve were the sons of God but we know they fell. And right at that moment we can see this. I just want to skip here to Genesis chapter 3. Right in the middle of the fall of man... We'll skip around whoever's up there. Sorry, Genesis chapter three verse fifteen. It says, "And I will put enmity between your between you talking to the devil and the woman, and between your seed and her seed, and it shall the seed. So speaking of Jesus, shall bruise your head, uh, but your you'll bruise his heel. But I like one translation that says he's going to crush your head. So right in the middle of the garden, when man is at his worst, God plans for a Redeemer. He plans for the birth of Jesus. He plans for our salvation. Jesus is salvation. Jesus is salvation. When we celebrate Christmas, when we celebrate the birth of Jesus, we are celebrating salvation. And so here, right in the middle of a mess, aren't you glad God comes right in the middle of our mess? Aren't you glad God comes right in the middle of our mess? If God was ever mad at mankind, he could have just washed his hands and walked away. But these are his children that he created, that he breathed the breath of life in. He's not going to leave them. He's not going to forsake them. He makes a way out, and we call it Christmas. We call, it, we call him Jesus, our salvation. But I really want you to get this this morning because I really, when I do things, um, I appreciate Christmas, the poinsettias, the lights, and all the other stuff that goes on. But I want you to take away something this morning. I believe the Lord gave me something. Because I believe you're here today and I want you not just to think about Christmas and uh, if you're about to eat some ham or turkey, whatever you eat. Uh, you know, if you're you you know you're hungover from the donuts and the breakfast you had or whatever. But I want you to get something this morning. I don't want you just to come and do your religious duty. I believe the Lord gave me something for you this morning when it relates to Christmas and this is how he related it to me. Um, so we know that um, that the Lord was... First Peter talks about it. First Peter one twenty, he was foreordained from the foundation of the world. I already talked to you about Revelation thirteen eight, where the Lamb was slain. I'm telling you that Christmas was a plan. I'm telling you the birth of Jesus was a plan, and I'm going to get to this, uh, but I want to get ahead just a little bit. I want you to hear me. And so when I was just thinking about this over the week, and then even last night, just really strong in me, the Lord said, just like. When uh, the Holy Ghost came upon Mary and she conceived, tell them that uh, it's important for them to know that the same spirit, the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead, the same spirit that lives in them, uh, he wants, the Holy Ghost wants to come on you, wants to be a part of your life, wants to be a part of your Christmas and going into this next year because he He wants to do something big in you. He, He wants some good things to happen for you. And just like, you know, God the Father, when uh, the Holy Spirit came upon Mary and she conceived Jesus, he knew him in the womb. He's known him. He was the, Jesus was the Word made flesh. Jesus, there was three in heaven, the Father, the Word, and the Holy Ghost. Jesus has always been. There is nothing made that he did not make. So Jesus came to this earth as a man and we enter in and we celebrate today's Christmas, the virgin birth. Without the virgin birth, there is no redemption. Without the virgin birth, there is really no reason to ever assemble. Because without the virgin birth, there's no real salvation. Thank God that Mary, you know, I understand why some people, uh, you know, esteem her so much but she is just a woman that God found and also Joseph at the same time God found them both because he knew Joseph would take care of, the, uh, of Jesus. I, I'm just telling you this was an elaborate plan. It wasn't a happenstance plan. It wasn't Adam and Eve in the garden and God goes what are we going to do? Jesus was slain from the foundation. Of the world. God the Father knows the end from the very beginning. I don't understand everything. I just know it's true, that he knows what's going to happen, and he has a plan. And I want to throw this in for you. So it doesn't matter where, what has happened to you this year. It doesn't matter what's happened to you the last 10 years, the last 20 years. It doesn't matter if life has been a mess or you don't understand everything. Are you listening to me? God will make a way for you. God has a plan for you. He had a plan for mankind. He had a plan for Jesus. Can you imagine uh, the Son of God in the womb of a woman? The man, the, the God himself, Emmanuel, was in the womb of a woman. And, and later you're going to find, and it's true, that God said to Jeremiah, I knew you in the womb. Isaiah talks about how God knows us in the womb. Um, the psalmist talks about that. And so I, don't, I want to read uh, this to you. Uh, let, let me read some of these to you, because this is then what the Spirit of God said to me. Just like I knew Jesus in the womb, just like we had a plan, And it came to pass, tell them, I knew them in the womb. No matter how they got there, I knew them in the womb. And just like Jesus, I had a plan for them. I just want you to get this morning, Christmas is an elaborate plan of God that we celebrate. And it really is only about Jesus. People have added a lot of stuff to it. But it's really only about salvation. Christmas is solely about the Christ. And we've added stuff to it, and that's fine. I'm not mad at any of that. Add away. But as long as you keep Jesus the center of it. Without Jesus, there's no reason for Christmas. Without the, without the virgin birth, there's no reason for Christmas. And so, with that being said, uh, the Lord just seems to want you to know that, yes, thank you for gathering on his birthday. Let's celebrate it. But he also wants you to know this Christmas season, he's got plans for you. <laughs> Jeremiah 1.5, Amplified Classic. Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Jeremiah 1.5, Amplified Classic. Before I formed you in the womb, I knew and approved of you <laughs> as my chosen instrument. Just like Jesus, how I many of you agree with me that God knew Jesus in the womb and he knew exactly what he was going to do? He knew that he was going to anoint him with the Holy Ghost. He knew Jesus was going to go about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil. He knew that Jesus was going to die on a cross and take all your sin. He knew that Jesus was going to be separated from us. He knew that Jesus was going into hell. He knew that he was going to be raised from the dead. Right? God has a plan. It's called Christmas. You see that plan in Genesis. You see that plan throughout the word of God. You see it prophesied. But also... This Christmas, God wants you to know he knew you, every one of you, and he's got a story for you. Just like the Christmas story, he's got a story for you. No matter what life has dealt you, before I formed you in the womb, I knew and approved of you as my chosen instrument, and before you were born, I separated and set you apart, consecrating you and appointing you as a prophet to the nations. Isaiah 49.1. I'm not going to read all of it. but He said, he called me from the womb, from my mother's body. He knew my name. From my mother's womb, he knew my name. He knew what mama and daddy or somebody was going to name you. He knows your name. I said, he knows your name. You shall call him Jesus. You shall call him Jesus. You're not going to call him John. Call him Jesus. Remember? Call, and, and even you look at cu- uh, the, the cousin Elizabeth. You know, what's his name? John. God knows your Well, my mom and dad didn't. You know, they just picked a name out of the hat. God still knew your name that they were going to pick out of the hat. My name's Goofy. Well, they still knew that. I don't like my name. But God likes your name because he knows your name. Amen. Amen. Psalms 139, verses 13 and 14, uh, just parts of it. Thou hast covered me in my mother's womb. I will praise thee for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Amen? Amen. God knew you in the womb. Just listen to me. God knew Jesus in the womb. Would y'all agree with that? You believe he was watching over him? Because this is the son of God. Amen? But he knew you. He knew your children in the womb. He knew their name. Did you believe Jesus had a purpose in life? Well, thank God Jesus did have a purpose. I'm grateful for that. Yeah, but you've got a purpose. This is probably not like any Christmas message you've heard. Galatians 1.15 out of the New Living Translation says this. Paul the Apostle said, before even before I was born, Galatians 1.15, New Living, but even before I was born, God chose me and called me by His marvelous grace. Then it, Okay, now listen, what does this have to do with Christmas? This is what, how the Lord gave it to me. And I've talked about this before on Christmases. I've been doing this a while now. But Christmas and our celebration of Jesus' birthday, knowing that the Holy Ghost is the one who came upon Mary so that she could conceive the Son of God and the Son of Man, that she would carry him in her womb. And yet, while he was in the womb, God knew him. The Father watched over him. In my mind's eye, I could see the angels keeping everybody all safe. We even know that they were involved because Joseph had a dream. And an angel appeared to him in a dream. So they were involved. And you say, well, that's Jesus. Jesus is the son of God. Yeah, but today, who are you? You're the sons and the daughters of God. In the world today, they want to pull us down to the same level as animals. That you were created in you get to choose who you are, and they're just so messed up. But listen to me. When you were in the womb, just like when Jesus was in the womb, on this Christmas morning, God knew you. All, those, all that time, when you were in the womb, and I say this all the time, before you did anything right, And I know we all like to do things right. And I'm grateful to keep doing things right. But before the the couple of us that did some things wrong. (laughs) But before you did anything right or wrong. God knew you. He knew your name. And he loved you. And he had a plan for you. Well, it's not the... Jesus had a plan. Yeah, my plan's not the same plan as Jesus. There doesn't need to be another Jesus. My plan's not the same as your plan, but there doesn't need to be two of us. But when you were in the womb, and I don't care if you're 70, 80, 90, 100, or five, you need to figure out and you need to know what God destined for your life and what a better time to do it than at Christmas. So how's this going to happen? Well, the only way that we celebrate Christmas is there in Luke chapter 1. I'm not going to keep you much longer. Although you're listening so good, I could just keep you all day and we could have lunch together. And um, verse 34. Then Mary said to the angel, Luke 1:34, Mary said to the angel, how's this going to be? Well, in your life, maybe even right now, maybe things aren't so great. Maybe you don't know, how, how am I going to get there? How's this going to be? How? That's a normal human question. How? It's a normal human question to God. How? And then God gave an answer. Because she said, this is physically impossible. I don't know if she'd been to biology class. But she at least knew this can't happen. This is impossible in the natural well, how many of you know with God, nothing is impossible. Amen. And then all things are possible to those that believe. And how can this be? So he told her and the angel answered and said to her, the Holy Ghost. Everybody say it, the, the Holy Ghost. Cornerstone Word of Life Church, a Holy Ghost church. Amen. What does that mean? Without the Holy Ghost, we can't do anything. Amen. Without the Holy Ghost, there is no Christmas. Without the Holy Ghost, there is no birth of Jesus. There is no manger. There's no reason for the three Magi, the kings to come. There's no reasons for angels to appear without the Holy Ghost. He answered and said, the Holy Ghost shall come on you and the power of the highest shall overshadow you. Therefore also that holy thing which shall be born of you shall be called the Son of God. In the womb, God knew you. In the womb, God had a plan for you. How is it going to come to pass? What's going to happen? The Holy Spirit is going to have, you're going to have to get to know the Holy Spirit. He's going to have to come upon you and empower you. I'm not talking about the doodads. I'm not talking about running around the room. I'm not talking about swinging from the chandeliers. I'm talking about the empowerment of the third person of the Trinity who came upon Mary and she conceived. I'm talking about the third person of the Godhead who when Jesus died on the cross and on the third day raised him from the dead. I'm talking about the spirit of God that when you got born again came on the, uh, on the inside of you and baptized you into the body of Christ. That same Holy Ghost who knows you or knew you in the womb before you did anything right, before you did anything wrong is going to empower you to do what God has asked you to do. Amen? Amen? Hallelujah. So number one, you're going to have to, just like Mary had to cooperate, you're going to have to cooperate with the Holy Ghost. And then, let's keep going. And verse 36, and behold, your cousin Elizabeth, she's also conceived. We're not going to take time to look at that, but uh, that was a miracle. Uh, uh, She conceived a son in her old age, and she's in the sixth month who was barren. Verse 37, we all love this one, for with God... How much is impossible? And Mary said, behold. So, so I, um, I can't get past this. Verse 36. I believe that this young girl named Mary knew that Elizabeth was miraculously pregnant. I mean, I just don't know that it's a secret. Uncle, uncle's not talking. Uncle's not speaking. Elizabeth has got peace in her home because her husband can't talk. And she's pregnant. Life is good. I'm, I'm finally with child. He can't talk. Life is good. I believe the family knows about it. I don't know if you can keep that a secret. Especially since he's a high priest. The high priest can't talk. I believe she knew it. And I believe the angel confirmed to her, I know this is very out of the ordinary. Gabriel's talking to her. Told her, don't be afraid. Told her the Holy Ghost, who she didn't know, was going to come upon her. But he says, you know, Elizabeth's pregnant. And she's like, oh, yeah, that's cool. And then she said, behold the handmaid of the Lord. Be it done unto me. Be it done unto me. Verse 38. Behold the handmaid of the Lord. Be it done unto me according to your word. Mary, a oh, young lady, in order for the plan of God, in order for Christmas to be celebrated in Madison, Alabama in 2022, had to say, Yes, I believe. She had to say, All right, my head says, Woo, ne- I don't understand all this, but I know it's true. Elizabeth is pregnant, I know that was supernatural all right, be it done unto me. And so the Lord wants you to understand that in order for you to get to the finish line, you're going to have to trust him. You're going to have to trust him. Everything may not have gone just like you wanted it to. Everything may not be going according to plan yours, but you can trust God. Mary had to trust God She had to trust God. And we are grateful today. And I see how they elevate her. We're not supposed to. But this little girl said, yes, I believe. This little girl said, yes, I believe. And then the Holy Ghost, in order for the Spirit of God to come upon her and perform this, she had to say, be it done unto me. According to the word, which she believed was from God. Amen. And then the Lord is so good, she goes to hang out with Elizabeth. Uh, John the Baptist is in the womb. Um, I'm just so grateful. Uh, in the, while in the womb, he was filled with the Holy Ghost. Elizabeth uh, her, began to prophesy to her. She had some confirmation. I'm telling you, along the way, even when you don't understand, God's going to help you. He's going to send people to encourage you and help you. People you love, people you trust. Amen? So what has to happen? Well, yes, the Holy Ghost has to be there. But in order for your plan, like the plan of Christmas to come to pass, you've got to believe something. Everybody say, be it done unto me. me. According to your word. word. This is an intricate plan. Um, All from the beginning. From the word of God. From Genesis all the way through the, the prophets and the minor prophets. This was planned out. Um, we, knew, we would know from the word of God, we're not gonna take time to look at it, but we would know about the birth of Jesus. We would know who he's gonna be, Emmanuel. The, the government will be on his shoulder, the Prince of Peace. It was prophesied. We knew that he, according to the word of God, you can find this prophesied in Isaiah seven fourteen, that he would be born of a virgin. And then I love this one, uh, these two, that you would see, and you couldn't figure this out with your mind, but that he would come up out of Egypt. How strange is that? And that he would be born in Bethlehem. Bethlehem. How many of you know God knew because he knows the end from the beginning? And so he said, let me tell you all how this is going to be. I'm going to send a savior, Emmanuel. I'm going to come and form a man and and I'm going to come to save you and I'm going to send him through a virgin. I'm going to bring him upon the earth, and um, I'm going to use him, and he's going to redeem you from your sin. And he's going to, strange enough, but he's going to come up out of Egypt, and he's going to be born in the city of David in Bethlehem. Now, I, I love to put this in there because this boggles my mind a little bit. You would think if Jesus was coming to the earth, that, you know, at least um, he might be born in a day's inn instead of a holiday inn, not in a manger. Uh, you know, and you would think that in my mind, why wouldn't he be born in Jerusalem? Um, you, you know, you get all these things, you think about God and how he should do it. But he knew how it was going to happen. And yet, listen to me, y'all, there's some natural stuff into this that God saw ahead that he didn't mess with and he just worked around it. Why? You know this. But why were Joseph and Mary in Bethlehem? Thank God for taxes. No, let's not thank God for taxes. Taxes. How natural and obnoxious is that? Yet God knew it. And because of taxes, Joseph and Mary, because that's where Joseph is from, went there. Yet God knew it. Listen to me. Whatever's going on in your life, whatever's coming in your life, it's not going to surprise God. Whatever's going on in your life, whatever's coming, it's not going to surprise God. And yet you can always make the best of it. So he decided to put on a show. If he's going to be born in Bethlehem in a manger, let's get him a star. Let's get him a big one. I'm going to mess these people up. I'm going to send three kings and their company, not from Jerusalem, but from the Far East. And I'm going to get him so much stuff because I'm going to have to send him down on vacation in Egypt for a few years until, until he can come back. Listen, when Joseph and Mary and a baby arrived in Egypt, they arrived in style. And they were able to be taken care of there. And then he was able Born in Bethlehem, but he would be a Nazarene. Then they would move back to Nazareth, where Jesus was raised. God had a plan. But in that plan is because, listen to me, if the devil throws you a curveball, Jesus, the Lord, will make it a straight line. If the devil wants to, he works all things together for your good. Why is the Lord wanting to do this? You came on Christmas morning. And maybe, you know, you expect... The choir did really good, the outreach team. Why aren't some of you on the worship team? Anyway, um, and so... um, But anyway, uh, you know, if you're just coming... Just normal Christmas, that's not what I want you to have today. I want you to leave with something. As you celebrate Christmas today, I want you to know, just like God knew Jesus in the womb, and even though the things of this world and even the enemy threw some things at him, God had a way. Going to kill all the babies? Well, I'm going to hide. I'm going to take you to Egypt where you're going to be all right. I'm going to take care of you while you're there. And then when it's time, then you're going to go move back to Nazareth. And there, Jesus is going to be trained and be ready for the ministry. Doesn't matter who you are, God knew you in the womb. And you're important. You have a plan. Before you did anything right or wrong, God predestined a plan for you, Ephesians 2.10. But what do you got to do, whether you're five or you're a 100? You've got to by faith say, be it done unto me according to your will. What else you got to do? You got to say, Holy Ghost, come upon me. Let's, let, let's, let's do that thing which I have been ordained to do. And in the way, just like the Lord took care of Jesus, he'll meet all your needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. He'll take care of you. And if the devil tries to throw something at you, just like he did with Jesus, he'll turn it around and work it together for your good. Well, he loves Jesus more than me. I don't think so. For God so loved the world that he gave. Right in the middle of the garden, God thought of you. God thought of me. He had a plan. We call it Christmas. God had a plan. We call it Christmas. Thank God for a tree. Thank God for a poinsettia. I hope you got every gift you wanted. But the best thing you could have got this year and the best thing you can give somebody else is Jesus. Salvation. The plan of God is phenomenal. Hallelujah. Now, I'm going to get you some more. Luke chapter 2. It's talking about when Jesus was born. I just want to bring this. It talks about uh, verse 4. Well, verse 3, and they went to be taxed everyone in his own city. And Joseph also, verse 4, went up from Galilee out of the city of Nazareth in Judea unto the city of David which was called Bethlehem because he was of the house lineage of David, to be taxed with Mary as a spouse, wife, being great with child. And so it was that while they were there, there, the days were accomplished. And that word jumped off the page at me. Accomplished. Mission accomplished. Your life, God wants to accomplish something. And he wanted to use Christmas Day to remind you that in life, healing is available every day. Prosperity is available every day. Peace is available every day. Everything you've been redeemed from available every day. But your life, your journey, you're going to have to walk that out every day until you take your last breath. And then you appear before the Lord and you all hear, well done. That's what we're aiming for, right? Not, well, you're done. We're we're aiming to hear, well done. (laughs) Right? How are we going to do that? Understanding that there are seasons and times. And in this, it was accomplished. Galatians 4 and 4. When the fullness of time had come, God sent his son. Galatians 4, 4. When the fullness of time was come, When it was ready to be Christmas, God sent forth his son, made of a woman, made under the law. At the right moment, God said to Gabriel, go now. There she is. She's ready. Joseph, he's ready. It's all arranged. Now, go. And it all began to happen because Mary let the spirit of God come upon her. Because she be said, Let it be done unto me according to his word. And then, in the fullness of time, and then this scripture for you Galatians 6 and 9. Galatians 6 and 9. And let us not be weary in well doing. The last three years could have made you a bit weary, right? Some things could have happened to you that made you weary. But you're here this morning. You're watching this morning. And this is what the Lord wants you to know. It's always been there, it's always the word, just <laughs> emphasizing it to you. It is your due season. Listen to me, you can't go always back and fix the past. Some of you just forgive and don't try to fix it, <laughs> just forgive, get a Manasseh and forget. And then move forward. I don't care who you are. If you're born again, if you belong to the Lord, if you're his son or your daughter, his daughter, then you and I can all make it to the finish line. It's important. It's important. Yeah, but. Change your butt to but God. Amen? but God man messed up but God looks like there's no way out but it's Christmas but in the middle of the garden God had a plan Jesus always ready so on this Christmas day we celebrate the coming of Jesus we celebrate the birth of Jesus but the Lord wants to celebrate you he's got a plan for you He's got a plan for you. I wish I could get this out as big as it is in my heart. He has a plan for you. He has a plan for you. God's got a plan for you. And going forward, just know due season has come. Due season has come.